everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Jake Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Brainy, and boy, did I have another great weekend. This past weekend, I took off Friday and went to the NFL Draft, and if you listened to last week, you would know that I can get into the draft a bit. I'm not going to get totally into all the evaluations and all the players and stuff like that, but I'm going to just run through how good of a day that was. I I went early f- Friday, you know, late after late late morning early afternoon uh and went first to this place called John Roast Pork and had one of the best pork sandwiches ever. Um it is not cleanse friendly. I took a little cleanse vacation on Friday because I didn't really want to go to Philly and torture myself by looking at all good food and stuff and not participate. So I took a little hiatus, a little one day break, went to this John Roast pork, had one of the best pork sandwiches I could have ever had. Thanks to Chris Heine's recommendation. And it was juicy. It was flavorful. It was pretty cheap. It was a pretty short line. It was literally everything you could want in a good sandwich spot. So highly recommend John Roast Pork in South Philly if you ever get the chance. But when I actually got to the draft, this was my second time going in the last few years. The first time I went, it was in New York in 2013, and it was a closed environment. There was you know, they don't sell alcohol there. You had to get like really expensive tickets. It wasn't very fan friendly and just wasn't that great of an experience, but I still liked it because the draft is my thing. So this year I didn't really know what to expect. I went on my own, parked at the Phillies stadiums, um, Citizens Bank Park and had, you know, just an Uber pick me up $8 into town and walked around for a little bit and didn't realize how big of an fan experience they were going to offer it was pretty sweet they had a ball pit so uh you know if you wanted to you know get a ball thrown to you and jump in there with a bunch of like little kids that's really cool uh especially if you're 27 and like drinking you know 25 ounce bud lights i i think they really encourage that uh you can run the 40 yard dash another thing that like only little kids are doing i didn't do any of these things but like they had them if you wanted to they uh had like a paint station they had like an nfl team store they had like you know pictures of what your teams are most known for and you know so like my teams are like losing and stuff like that um they had like uniforms the players it was just like a really cool outdoors i mean it was 75 degrees it was hot all day it was amazing and it was just a really nice like you know fan friendly experience i didn't have tickets so i walked in you know you get the whole fan experience for free but i went in thinking all right i'm probably not going to get a good view and i went up to the stage and saw that you know if you didn't have tickets you still have a good chance of seeing everything pretty close so I went to this like kind of like you know helper person chaperone I don't I don't know and uh, asked how you know I'm like hey you know do you do you still sell them is there a chance you know anyone left and can you can buy them what's the deal here she said you know like you know they're already sold out but if you want to you can put your name on this list and we can text you if you want to you know maybe possibly get in later and I was like all right yeah sure so I put my name on the list and. It turns out this was actually a really good idea. This one girl who went the night before was telling me how, you know, she was 1500th in line 
when she got the text and was thinking, all right, I'm not going to get in. But by the 20th pick on Thursday night, she was already in seats. So I was like, all right, maybe there's a chance, you know. But I wasn't really worrying about that. I was just going to have some fun. So after a couple free beers, which I got from winning these little like vending machine games where you get a beer token, sign up for something online, which I'm sure I'm getting plenty of spam emails about, and then you cash in the beer token at the beer garden, which when I go up there, I'm like, hey, you know, do you think this is the beer garden? A bunch of these Philly, like, a-hole fans were like, hey, do you think this looks like a beer garden? And, you know, of course, like, they had to give me, like, shit about it. I cash it in, got a free $12 beer, and I'm like, yeah, I think it does. So, you know, it looked pretty cool doing that. Um, but when the actual draft came around, I stood in the back, got a pretty good view of everything because it being outside was on the rocky steps. It was just a really cool thing that they set up so that even if you didn't have a ticket, you could get a good view. And I'm being surrounded by these Eagle fans who love to point out that the Browns, you know, got fleeced in a trade with them, which isn't actually true, but whatever, if that's what they want to think, whatever. Um, but it was a bunch of these college Eagle fans that were actually rooting for the, you know, the Browns fan, like I'm some sort of novelty when I'm there, which I am, I get that. Um, but I'm there having a good time, making a bunch of friends that go to Temple and, uh, you know, it was just great. It was an awesome experience. The Browns had a couple picks and we're all rooting for the Browns to pick the Notre Dame quarterback to Sean Kaiser. They ended up doing that. So ended up having a ball and freaking out. I was wearing my sunglasses the whole time at night. It was just awesome. Great time. I was thinking, okay, this is probably it. I get the text message saying that it's my time to go up into the crowd. So I go to the front, cash in my you know text message saying, hey, I'm, I would like to seat. They bring me to my seat. And it's two picks before the Browns go. So I'm like, all right, this is pretty cool. You know, it's not a great seat, but it's really close. And then what they do is they start roping in people that are like, okay, you know what? And once people leave the lower bowl of fans, like that, like that top 16, 17 rows, they want to filter it in with people from the back so that it looks good on TV. So they start filtering people. And I sneak up with people that were walking in with me so I could, like, you know, just like jump in there. Got into the 14th row where I took a picture, which I'll use on this when I upload this to everything. Um, I was It was unbelievable. The Browns were picking next. And then as I'm taking the picture, I see a bunch of Browns fans being pulled to the front of the stage. So I run up there too. So in a matter of two picks, probably like 15 minutes, I went from standing room only, where I was outside of the theater, and then two picks later, I'm up on the, like, touching the stage where Josh Cribbs, I'm wearing his jersey, Josh Cribbs is announcing the Browns pick, and then when they announce the pick, they show a bunch of, you know, Browns fans, you know, here we go Brownies, here we go, and, you know, barking in the front row, it was pretty sweet, it was, it was a really fun time, I had a great time, and then right after that, I was like, alright, this is it, this was fun, and I'm going home. Got a cheesesteak for the road from Jim's, which was amazing, probably needed a little extra whiz. Also cleanse friendly, you know, 11.15, you're not supposed to be eating that late, but whatever. Um, got the cheesesteak, hit the road, and it was just a really fun day. I had an awesome time, and I really hope they do it an outdoor thing again, because this is, 
it can't go back to being indoors. You know, they didn't sell alcohol when it was at Radio City. They need to have this outside doing all these different things where they can have 100,000 people show up and not just people that bought tickets to Radio City. So you're going to see a lot of changes in the draft coming up. Aside from my experience, the Browns had a great draft. Uh, there are a lot of good players that came to Cleveland this weekend, so I'm excited about that. They got the number one pick of Miles Garrett. They got another defensive stopper in Jabril Peppers. They got a tight end in David Njoku. They got a ton of really good players. They got another first-round pick for next year. So just a really good weekend for the Cleveland Browns. Not to mention, Cleveland Cavaliers swept in the first round. Um, and now they're up 2-0 on Toronto after beating them down for two straight games. So any questions of the Cavaliers being rusty or not being able to turn on the switch, which I question them, you know, those questions are gone now. So pretty sweet weekend, and it's early baseball season, so it's hard not to get, you know, too riled up about anything. But the Indians are, you know, early season, first place is you know may is always a really good time to be a cleveland fan not so much in like september or whatever but you know may good time um so yeah i got that going for me uh other than that you know sports wise pretty good weekend moving on do a little instant movie review on sunday i watched a movie uh the founder with michael keaton and nick offerman Linda Cardellini, B.J. Novak, John Carroll Lynch. Really good cast and uh, didn't really like it. It was a really informative movie. It was a really cool story, but just made me sad. Like, you know, the whole time I'm thinking, all right, this is cool stuff. And then towards the end, I'm like, oh, man, this Ray Kroc's just like an asshole. And he was. And Michael Keaton doing this little, like, you know, Keaton renaissance right now where he's in everything. He's usually a good guy. And this, he was just an asshole who kind of like stole McDonald's from two guys who just wanted to make fast, quick, t tasty burgers for everybody. But it's a really cool story. Usually I am, a, you know, a much more positive reviewer, but this one was just a little sad. So, uh, that's my little, you know, one minute take on, you know, you know, fast movie review of the week. Um, but other than that, you know, I wanted to go see fast eight. I am a fast, fan i am a little frustrated that they decided to go fate of the furious and not post f8 in front of literally everything it's the eighth installment of the movie like like what's the problem here like why are we not totally taking advantage of this but whatever fine it's fine i'll probably review that movie next um that or the second guardians of the galaxy which looks really good so that'll probably be my next one minute re movie review moving on though We've got a couple shows coming up too. You know, Game of Thrones should be starting right now, but the way that it was filmed, that they needed to do more winter scenes, they needed to push back filming, and they pushed back the release date to mid-July. So when that comes out, I'll definitely have more people on and be talking Game of Thrones because that is my show, that's my jam, and that's something that we'll definitely talk about. Um, used to have Silicon Valley and Veep backing it up, but they didn't wait to release those. So those started already. And I, I, if you don't watch Silicon Valley, you, you should start right from the beginning. It's a 25-minute episode each, 10-episode seasons. It is so funny. A lot of people talk about Veep being the funniest show on TV, and it's, it is one of the good ones. I haven't liked Veep this season so far. It's kind of like 
you know, scattered all over the place. I don't really like it that much. But Silicon Valley is so good. It is so funny. The writers and, you know, the whole Mike Judge team, all the comedians they have basically as the cast with, you know, Tom Middleditch and, and TJ Miller. It's all, it's it's a really good show. It, it I highly suggest you check it out. Um, but my big show that I'm excited for of course, is The Bachelorette. We, we're two weeks out from Rachel starting The Bachelorette season. I've always been a bigger Bachelor fan than I am Bachelorette, but I'm going to watch The Bachelorette, kind of you know, keep an eye on who's going to be the next Bachelor in the fall, maybe who are going to be some people in Bachelor Pad this summer. You know, Maybe we get a chat appearance at Bachelor Pad, or well, it's now called Bachelor in Paradise, but, um, but the same it's basically the same freaking show. But... Um, That'll be that'll be a fun show to keep an eye on. So if you are a fan of The Bachelorette, that's coming up. I haven't taken a look at the guy contestants yet. Um, that's going to be something I got to jump on. But when that finally comes out, I will definitely you know start a whole show about basically going over the Bachelorette contestants and where we go from there. Because last year. You know, going into The Bachelor, I've been listening to a podcast called Coming Up Roses, which is so funny. It's by all the barstool people, but it's by the people that have been watching The Bachelor for years, not all the, you know, the you know the guys who think it's really funny to watch now. So, you know, it's not the people that have just started watching. It's the, it's the people that have been watching for a while. You got Kelly Keegan, who's pretty good at it, and uh, Chief, I don't really know his real name, um, but you know, Chief Barstool and, and Trent, who's great, so... Those guys, they cover the bat, uh, the Bachelor, Bachelorette, all that stuff, and I'm gonna be listening to them and and you know kind of mimicking their type of stuff and, and on this show too. Um, you know that's that's a big one for me. When we started this, when I was in college, uh, a couple friends of mine had this idea, and I think it was from The Ringer. I'm not sure where it came from, but it was a reality TV fantasy league, and the way this worked was you have the shows. So at the time, the shows were The Challenge, which I didn't really watch, The Jersey Shore, which I shamefully did watch, uh, The Bachelor, and there might have been another real world or something like that. And what you do is you add up all the contestants, you put them into a pool, and the six of us drafted them. And the first overall pick was this girl... Courtney from uh, The Bachelor. And if you watched Ben Flashnick's season and plenty other seasons, you will know that Courtney is one of the all-time villains and that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of new people will be like, oh no, well, Corinne's one. No, no, Corinne is nothing compared to Courtney. Courtney was making other girls cry. She was skinny dipping. She was basically bringing Ben into the ocean at all times. Like, she was just wiping the floor with these girls. So this was an obvious first overall pick because you got to see the kind of like leak into the into the season, see what they were going to take us. And it was so obvious that this girl had him wrapped around her finger. It was, it was a bloodbath of points. The points break down pretty simple. It was, you know, make out points. You get points for going under the covers, AKA coitus. You know, they don't show that on ABC at 8 PM on Mondays, but you kind of have to like, you know, take an assumption point there. Um, you had points for making people cry, for crying, 
uh, you know, double points if it happens in a hot tub or a helicopter or an elevator. Uh, and, you know, there was a lot of commissioner discretion. So, you know, things change going into each season. You know, you say things like, uh, I'm not here to make friends or she's here for the wrong reasons or, you know, those typical bachelor quotes, those get you points and you add them up at the end of the week boom and and you you go against each other and you come up with clever team names and you act like it's a normal thing that you're just watching the bachelor because you're gambling with your friends uh and uh i'm actually proud to say that i've done really well in this show before i've won it three times i've gotten the final rose three times you know so like you know it's not just points it's also getting that final rose because you know sometimes you can be the points leader during the regular season but if you're not taking home that you know, that championship, it's not worth it. So, you know, it's always important to get that final rose. You know, the Jersey Shore was a great show for this because everyone was always just absolutely ridiculous. You know, cursing, fighting, you know, bringing girls back to the house, bringing guys back to the house. It was just a nuts, you know, pride of Jersey right there, which is great because that's what everyone assumed New Jersey is like and what every Jerseyan is like. And, you know, there were like, two people from that show that were actually from New Jersey, everyone else from Rhode Island or New York or whatever, just coming to New Jersey and basically just, you know, stereotyping everything, which is great because we were, when, you know, last year when me and some of the guys went to Boston for a baseball trip, we, we were introducing ourselves to everyone as, yeah, no, we're just from Jersey. We're coming up to the weekend, just having some fun and watching the game. But we're not like those assholes you see on, on TV. We're not those Jersey. We're, you know, we're like the good Jersey, you know, like that. Meanwhile, fast forward like four innings later and my friend Pat's dumping a beer on himself and we're dancing around, you know, acting like the horn for the home run is a techno beat and dropping it. And like, yeah, no, we are those assholes you see on TV. It's just in our blood at this point. So, you know, unfortunately, yeah, that, that like follows us around and the stereotype, it's, you know, like somewhat accurate. So I can't blame them that much for that. But yeah, so getting off topic here, which I do a lot, um, that would be the breakdown of the fantasy TV reality shows that was that's a fun time. I wish we still did it. I uh, I kind of do it with a couple of my other friends that heard about it and really wanted to get in, but you know we didn't do it um, like that closely. We stopped after a couple weeks because my friend Tom had a killer lineup with you know Corinne this year, who was just a points machine. I mean she was she was putting up points like Tracy McGrady. It was it was nuts. It was just like a, an easy thirty every week for her. It was insane. And, uh, and yeah, I, I didn't get the final rose. We all knew the Rachel uh, ending before it even happened, which was really interesting twist that ABC decided to go with. I know they're getting a lot of uh, uh, racial backlash, uh, not Rachel, racial backlash from, you know, not ever having enough minorities in their, in their, uh, in their pool of girls and this year they had a, a lot more than usual, and then Rachel makes it to the final four, you know the hometown visits, and now she's the bachelorette. So they are covering their their ass with that. I mean, if if that's one way to look at, it. but I I mean I don't even think it's covering their ass. I think they got the best girl to be the bachelorette this year. You know, a lot of people were a fan of her. She's smart. Um, I think she's a lawyer. I gotta look into that. Um, you know, she's. 
she's really like intelligent, she's really pretty, and uh, the, on Kimmel a couple like weeks ago, they actually had her meet some of the guys on live TV in front of everybody, and it went all right. Two of the guys were like goobers, two of them seemed all right, but you know, it, it should just, be, this show is just magic. It is just absolute fire at all times. It is so easy to just to just sit back, not care about anything, and just watch and just 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 go for the entertainment. It's it's like sports basically. It's you know, for anyone that judges you for watching this, just be like, no. You have to just turn off your brain for two hours on Mondays, watch the show, root for drama, root for girls, get upset, get into it. It's it's the best. It is such a good show. And it's never gonna stop. There, there is just too much money in that for ABC and Disney that they're just always going to have it. There are other shows. You know, if you like that type of stuff but you don't want the PG version, MTV has a show called Are You the One? And that is a lot like The Bachelor except it's, you know, half guys, half girls. They're basically real world set up in this house and they have to try and match together and it's it's so much worse because they're just so horrible people, and they're it's phenomenal. There's actually a girl from Homedale that's in the, that was in this season, and uh, and yeah. So the premise of the show is you got to try and match everyone because you have you take these tests ahead of time, and they come up with these like your perfect match. So you got to find your perfect match in the group of guys and girls that are there. I don't know how it finished because it is. It is, I mean, it's a tough show to keep up with, and I never actually watched it before, so this season was new to me, and I, I just kept on forgetting to watch it, but it is, it's a, it's another, you know, and any type of these dating shows are just fire. It's absolute, just like must-watch type stuff. So when The Bachelorette comes back, I'll have full reviews of that, and if I do these on Wednesday nights, it'll be probably a good night, because it's midweek, you get that, you know, The Bachelorette will be Mondays, so I'll have that review. You know, sports, you know, that basically is, you know, fluid throughout every week. So that doesn't really matter much. But, but yeah, when The Bachelorette comes back, when, and especially The Bachelor in the fall, it'll just be fire takes one after one all season long. So, yeah, I'm really excited for that. And other than that, you know, not a lot going on this weekend. I promised not to talk about the draft too much. I know it's, it's, I'm super into it. It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite sports event of the year. So I obviously can go on for a while about that. That's why last week I was so into it because, you know, it was it was the night before the draft, um, which was actually, you know, the name the night before the draft is a lot for me too because going back to when I was in college, I was a sophomore, and me and my one of my roommates and friend Brendan Engelstad were going through the draft just looking for what would help our teams and go into it and mock draft it. Cause you know, we see all these people you know, doing these mock drafts. It's like, yeah, you know, like, Oh, they act like they're the best at it. And I'm like, you know, we probably know as much as some of these guys do sometimes, you know, especially since you tweet out everything you ever learn anyway. So you just add up all the numbers and go, go with it. So the night before the draft, I stood up to like four in the morning, basically mock drafting and writing it in poem form and had so much fun with it, posted it on Facebook, sent it out, had a, had a great time, and it turns out I, I was actually really accurate. I got like 
not. It was like 24, <clears throat> like 24 of the first round picks. I either got the guy to the team or the guy within like one spot of the slot. And I was like on fire. It was, I was nailing it and I was so pumped. I was having so much fun with it. I sent it around to any any email I could get at either Sports Illustrated, ESPN, Sporting News at the time, whatever. And I actually got a response from the editorial department at Sports Illustrated. Ended up getting an internship and had a ball there my junior summer going into my senior year. It was it was great. I mean, it was just, you know, it, it, at the time I thought it was the job I was meant for. Not really true, you know, because I was more on the editorial side than, you know, on like the journalism or content side, I guess is the way to put it. But, you know, other than that, it was just what a ride. It was so much fun learning that. And that's why I've always been into the draft so much. Is that, you know, I've looked at it as, you know, kind of like the, my jumping off point in sports and everything like that. And even though I don't work in that, it's my favorite hobby. I do it every year. Some type of mock draft. Some type of big board. You know, this year I did the podcast. I went. And it's so much fun. It's just my thing. And everyone has their thing. So, yeah. And that's that's it for this week. Kind of just rambled for 25 minutes. Had a great time. I'm going to get back after it next week. Maybe talk more about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Maybe talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs. Might have a guest or two on of some of my friends who cover some of these things. And yeah, and we'll just go from there. This is a work in progress podcast. I'm trying to improve every week. I'll add more intro music and outro stuff. But for now, it's just trial by error. So thanks again for listening and uh, hope you come back. Thanks.